Happy Friday, Mavericks. We are back for another exciting day with Jenny Reynolds, who is a licensed social worker. She is heavily involved in our older adults. She is the uh, owner and operator of Guarding Grace uh, Case Management. And we are blessed to have her today to talk about isolation and how we can help when we're not able to physically be there with our older adults. But before we do that, I wanna give a huge thank you once again to Serenity App. They are offering three free months. That's right, three free months for senior living communities to share photos, share information with family members who might not be able to visit in the community because of COVID. To learn more, go to serenityapp.com where you will find out all the great benefits of using Serenity in your parents or your loved ones or your older adult senior living community. And with that, I'm going to turn it over to our chief inspiration maverick, Catherine Wells. Hey, everybody. Happy Friday. It is Friday. I know it's easy to lose track of days, right? When we're all working from home. So happy Friday. It's a beautiful day outside in Denver, Colorado. And uh, I just want to share three things that we're doing as the Mavericks before we get going here to help everybody get through this time when we're all at home and there's so much um, heavy hearted news, shall I say. So the first thing we're doing is interviews like this with Jenny, where we're going to learn some things and, and hopefully inspire you and create hope uh, during this time. Second, we have a text subscription where you can just text the words Ignite Hope, all one word, to 271, sorry, yeah, 27126. Just text to that number the words Ignite Hope, and you'll get 30 days of inspirational text messages. Um, and then lastly, we have these beautiful little wristbands that say we're in it together and Ignite Hope. They are $5 each and they go to you select which charity you would like it to go to. All three of these funds are specifically focused on how we can fight against COVID-19. So with that, I would like to introduce Jenny Reynolds. Jenny, thanks for joining us today. Thanks so much for having me, Catherine. It's great to be here. Absolutely. And normally we would all three be in the same room because Jenny happens to also be here in the Denver area. So um, this is what life looks like today. And I love it. I love that we still do it. And the physical distance. Remember, not social distance, the physical distance. There's a big difference, I think. Good, good reminder. Yeah, we were we had a, a guest on who was talking about the fact that we need to remind people that we're still socially connected. We want to stay socially connected. Physical distancing, yes, socially connected. So Jenny, why don't you tell our audience a little bit about who you are and your background? Sure. So I am a clinical social worker and what I do is I'm an aging life care specialist. I help busy professionals who are caring for their aging parents so that they can be less stressed and know that their loved ones are well cared for and be able to focus on their own teams and families. And I do that in a way that I'm kind of like a rent-a-daughter in that I have expertise in senior health and mental wellness. And what I do, it combines project management and social work and medical advocacy and more. Um, and I often work with older adults in the Denver area who are dealing with some severe depression or severe mental health issues or dealing with some memory issues and dementia. 
um, and really figuring out ways to support them and their families to get their needs met so that they're safe and well cared for and that they have the highest quality of life that they can. Jenny, I love the rent a daughter concept mm -hmm. because it's so easy to wrap your mind around. I'm going to add to that that you could also be rent a sister. I did not have a sister. I have the brothers who are incredible and they really stepped up. And at the same time, having um, another female kind of in the trenches with me would have been extraordinarily valuable. So I just want to add that to your your list of many things that you do. That's a good thought. <laughs> Thank you, Catherine. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So um, in doing what you do, tell us a little bit about how you're supporting people and, and specifically talk about this virtual cup of coffee. Yeah. So, you know, some ways, like one thing I really just wanted to talk with you about today was just some helpful tips for helping your isolated loved ones feel cherished and loved right now. And, um, you know, I think we're all feeling just increased isolation, but that might be even more prominent for our older adult loved ones who are maybe sort of in lockdown at the senior living community they live in and not allowed to see anyone or go out or have visitors. Um, or maybe they're in their own homes and they just feel scared to go to the grocery store or they're not sure kind of um, when, when, when should they go out, when is it necessary, when is it not. Um, and, or maybe they have a lung condition and they just have higher anxiety. So, um, so in terms of what I do and how I help people, um, one, one sort of tip that I would like to share is that it's really important um, and I kind of think that think about the way that we can help take care of our aging loved ones is like serving them a virtual cup of coffee. Um, so there are a couple pieces to that. And what I consider the coffee is to remember that emotions are contagious. And so it's really important that you don't infect your loved ones with your own anxiety when you're communicating with them. Um, instead, you should be consistent and heartfelt and just fun when you check in with them. So you can do this in a variety of different ways. Um, I recommend, you know, one way is to just call them on the phone. And if you do that, I would recommend just to be very regular. Sometimes people you know, like to be in a regular routine as they age and or we all do, but um, maybe it's good to call them on Monday afternoons. But um, Maybe you, you don't want to put all of your anxiety and worry about the virus onto them, but instead ask, you know, how are you managing the virus right now? And how are you feeling about all this virus stuff going on? And, you know, let them know you love them and you care about them. And um, maybe you want to create a funny video of your kids or yourself and send it to them to make them laugh. Um, or maybe you want to say, I was just thinking about you and heard this song on the radio and you play their favorite song for them. Um, just try and make it lighthearted and fun, but also, you know, it's a way to connect. So calling them on the phone is one way to connect. You can also send them a gift that they can unwrap. That's something special. So maybe uh -huh. it's, you know, like a puzzle they could work on, or maybe it's a, um, like a, um, like a or even just a card, maybe, right? Yeah, a bright and colorful card. Yes. With or yeah. Exactly. Or you can put some photos in there of in the card of when you were 
like the last time you got together or when they were younger, um, just to like bring back some memories and some connection, that that's one way that they can feel cherished and loved and, and also know that, you know, you care and they're not alone in all this. Um, so there's a couple things I heard in that one is the reaching out and the connection. And that's so, so important because we go about our day and we're, we're trying to manage our lives, right? And oftentimes our children and our jobs at home and, you know, trying to adjust ourselves to remember to be consistent in our connection with them. Sounds like that's a really important thing. And, and one could imagine they're already feeling alone and isolated in their home before all of this. This just um, really amplifies that feeling for them. So I love that. And then so the consistent reaching out and connecting, even if it's a voicemail, maybe even mm -hmm. leaving a funny voicemail, a little joke. Mm -hmm. um, and then the other thing I heard in that was being as positive as possible, but also acknowledging that, yes, we're all dealing with this. So not avoiding the topic, but not creating, mm -hmm. putting your anxiety on them. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. That's great. Yeah, just making yeah. sure that you keep your anxiety and they have enough of their own. And it's helpful for parents or aunts or uncles or grandparents to know that we're safe and we're okay. We're healthy, we're safe. It's a little bit relieving for them. So to hear that from you is nice, but to also check in with them. So It's a really good point, especially if there are parents, because as we know as parents, because you and I spoke before this, mm -hmm. um, we know as parents, it doesn't matter how old your kids are, you're always worried about them. So that's something we can take off their plate, right? What about someone living with dementia, though, on those consistent phone calls that might struggle with the phone or video chat? How can we stay consistent with connecting with that, with, with those older adults? Right. So you're right, Francis, there are going to be some people with a certain degree of memory issues that they can't have a regular phone call and they can't open up a piece of mail or a card. They might be able to look at a picture from long ago. So you could send them some pictures that they could maybe look through and see and, and you know, think of a fond memory. But um, one suggestion I have is if you can't really communicate well with your older adult loved one because of their memory issues, is that you could put together a little iPod of some of their Ooh. favorite music that they've listened to or their favorite bands or musicians and just put that together, drop it off at the front door of their senior living community and then call the staff and ask them, can you please play this for my loved one? Um, you know, maybe twice a week, maybe every day, you know, maybe when they're kind of upset or need to calm down a little bit in the afternoons if they're sundowning. Um, so that's one thing that you can do. Um, definitely if if they have memory issues and they really just can't understand um, a phone call or it's just too much to process or a video call is going to really throw them off. Um, that kind of thing you could do. Um, you can also like just bring them a gift. So it might be something tactile that they can touch, like a stuffed animal that's really big and comfortable they can carry around and sleep with at night. Or um, maybe it is, maybe they do have, there are some old family pictures that you can drop off um, or pictures of you and them from 20 years ago that you could put in a frame and leave. So that even if, you know, like they at least know that they're comforted, because they have familiar people around them in their in their apartment or their room. Very cool. Could I also possibly put 
uh, you know, like a little voiceover on that iPod as their first thing to hear that, hey, this is your son, Francis, and I, you know, I put these songs together for you, dad or mom or whoever that may be. Could they also take it to that level as well, too? Kind of that reassuring voice? Yes, I love that idea. I think that's a great idea. Yeah. I have, I a, I have a, a client who, an assisted living, who can't actually do FaceTimes at the moment because they're so short staffed. So they don't have any way to visually connect their, the resident with their family at the moment. Mm -hmm. So um, this actually is a great idea. And maybe even if, if you have a, an inexpensive tablet to maybe even do a video of yourself and have them give that to your loved one. That, that could be interesting. These are amazing tips. Well, what I, well, yeah. You actually gave me, what if you gave them a tablet, but you could upload videos to a YouTube channel that they just played off of that channel. Yeah. That's a great idea. Yeah. I think like if you can put your message in a video with the family, cause then they can see them, they can hear these words are for me and they can feel sort of loved and important in that. Oh, that's cool. That's a great idea. Yeah. Yeah. So tell us about the uh, cream or sugar concept. So the cream or sugar concept of um, your cup of coffee um, is really that it's really important for you to also play Sherlock Holmes, um, kind of like you're playing detective, because most likely your older adult loved one is not going to tell you everything about how they're doing and what's going on and what they're most worried about. Um, that, that just doesn't happen. We uh, like to hide the truth from our children or hide problems or worries from, you know, people that are kind of younger than us in general. And so um, you want to play Sherlock Holmes. And that means regularly and consistently calling someone on their support team. So if they live in a senior living facility, it could be the executive director or a lead caregiver or um, maybe a housekeeper that goes in there once a week to, and sees them. And if they live in their own home, it might be a neighbor who's currently getting them groceries or walks their dog every day. Or it could be their you know, 90-year-old best friend, Betsy, who they talk to every other day on the phone, who might have a little bit more of a clue into how they're doing than you are if you talk with them once a week. Um, so it's important to just be consistent to keep it short. So when you do call that staff person or, or support person, you keep it short and you ask pointed questions. Things like, how is my loved one, um, how is their mood? How is their appetite? How are they sleeping? And they may or may not know these pieces of information, but you can ask. You can ask, do they need any, any supplies right now? Are they low on dog food or breakfast foods? Um, you can ask, are they going outside for walks regularly? And if they're in a senior living community, you can advocate, you know, can you take them outside for walks? I know they love to exercise. I know they love sitting in the sun um, and ask for that if that's possible. Um, and you can, you can just ask them, are they having any cold symptoms if you're worried, you know? And if they are, say, okay, how is that being addressed? Or how can I help to make sure that's addressed by their doctor? That's fantastic. And I'm going to... I can't not do this. I, I'm going to have a little shameless plug for our uh, sponsor here, Serenity, because that's exactly what Serenity is designed to do, only via messaging, so that it's quicker, faster, easier, and just keeps that connection with the care team, the staff, the people who surround your loved one. 
yeah. connected with you as the family member so that you can ask those questions. Because you're right, oftentimes, um, you know, Francis and I use our, our personal experiences sometimes to illustrate points. I would call my dad and ask how he's doing. And I, I would get the response of, they haven't fed me in weeks. No one's been to see me in months. And you know, this isn't true because I was there the day before or I knew yeah. my brother was. And it's their reality and it breaks our heart. But but we also, we need to have that reassurance that we have the connection directly with the staff, which is what you're describing in the cream or sugar. And I think that concept is really important. And as family members, um, it's an important thing for us to do, to step into that role and and start taking a little bit more of the care partnership role. Right. And I think it's important to remember that it's a care circle. It's not just one person. It needs to be, as someone's aging, you need to bring in the right team around you to support you and your older adult. You can't go it alone because it can be overwhelming and stressful and you're going to feel isolated. And so it's really important to bring that care team, care circle around you and use those resources when times are tough to help you check on your older adult or help, hey, I can't figure this out. I'm at a loss. What can you guys do to help me? So I'd love to hear from our audience, you know, sharing any of your tips that you found that help you during this time, either communicating with your older adult or any tips that you could give on how we can help improve a care circle so that we're not overwhelming just one person. Because a lot of times, that older adult or older the older child, which is happens to be a female, takes on the brunt of the load here, correct? Right. I mean, right. Yeah. Oh no. Yeah, the, definitely. And I think you're yeah. exactly right in that it's you know, that's almost like part of what I do is building the team of people that are supporting the older adult. Mm -hmm. So that it's not just the adult child, but it's also the nurse and the caregiver and the facility staff sometimes and the doctor and the music therapist or whoever that might be that's also supporting them to make sure they're having the best life that they can. Yeah, and if I can, I'll, uh, let me bring that back to your first point on the coffee um, in that the, the consistent reaching out. <clears throat> Many times the caregiver themselves needs some of that too, whether that's from other siblings or friends or you know, somebody else that also gives them that reaching out, like, hey, I know you're dealing with a lot, right? So, yes, exactly. Um, especially now with everything so kind of crazy. Yeah. yeah. So, Thank I'm you. a little bit hungry because it's lunchtime. Um, we're going to talk about donuts or cinnamon rolls, and it might be something else today that I happen to absolutely love more than donuts and cinnamon rolls, actually. Well Catherine, I'm glad you brought that up because I actually happen to have a chocolate chip cookie here that, um, that is a great side note to give to your older adult loved one virtually <laughs> with their cup of coffee. And, and, and what the, the cookie stands for is to really um, be able to identify errand helpers that can help your older adult loved one. Because realistically, if if you live out of state from them or you live far away from them or you're afraid to go to the grocery store for them, um, it's really important that you help them figure out how to get their needs met. So that might be offering to walk through with them how to order groceries online or doing that for them if they're willing to accept your help with that. Um, it might also be to 
finding some resources for them, like some errands, errand, people that can do errands, like TaskRabbit or The Butler or Favor. Um, these are all apps that you can look up um, or Lazy Guys. And they are people that can run errands for your loved one because it's important to remember we all need groceries, right? But we also might need prescriptions at the pharmacy. We also, for for a generation who doesn't always use the debit card, we might need cash from the bank. Um, there are things that, that we may not always think of that are needs. We might need dog food from the pet store. And if, um, if we help our older adult at least be able to access the cookie of how to get that help if they don't feel comfortable going out or they really shouldn't be going out because of their health conditions or their vulnerability right now, then that we can help them do that. That's fabulous. Yeah. And there are so many, aren't we lucky to live in a world right now where there are so many options? We are. We are. And they're available to us. And thank goodness for the people out there who are doing these things. I know that, you know, it, this is this is a really important gift that you're giving to people, right. especially older adults. Yeah. So exactly. thank you to those of you on the front line. So can you tell us a little bit, um, we like to ask, who's a maverick in your life? Who do you consider to be a maverick? Sure. Um, so the person I thought of when, when I think of a maverick in my life is my actually my father-in-law. His name is Norbert. And he is was a career social worker and worked for um, Carver County, Minnesota, smaller community, more rural, you know, for most of his career as a vulnerable adult, vulnerable adult protection social worker and caseworker. So he would work with older adults and adults with disabilities and adults with mental health issues to make sure that they were safe and supported. And if they needed um, additional services or help that he would help them get those services. And he is the kind of person that he just beats to his own drum. Like right now he goes to Costco every day still amidst this COVID-19. And, you know, we keep trying to discourage him from doing so, but he, he does things his own way. And he's methodical and, and just, he's always been really kind of driven towards that mission of serving older adults and vulnerable people. Um, and I think like what he exemplifies as, as a maverick is sort of just that you can change the world just one person at a time. And it doesn't have to be this huge thing that you're doing, but but working with and cherishing and loving an older adult one person at a time is how he's changed the world and still does in retirement as he still connects with a couple of his clients on a regular basis um, and provides them with support. But he is who I think of. That is beautiful. Big shout out to Norbert. Yeah, Norbert. <laughs> what's, what's it with Costco? Because my dad, I'm trying to get him to like not go to Costco. My dad's 62. I'm like, Dad, you don't need to go to Costco. Like, what are you doing every day? Like, come on, man. I know. I, know I, I like to associate it with like, you know, that dedication that they had in their career is the same uh, dedication they have with finding the best deals on groceries or uh, you know. my, my mom is afraid to let him go by himself to Costco because 
they don't need anything. What's he going to come back with today? It's like <laughs> something and something very large too. More of it than you possibly could use. <laughs> oh, that's fabulous. And and hi, Nicolette, listening from New Mexico. Welcome. If you have any questions, let us know. Um, Jenny, this is a lot of fun. So I, I Norbert, just keep on going to class. Just wear your mask. Wear your gloves. Don't touch your face. All of the all of the things. Yeah. Keep going. Keep going. Yeah. Um, so after hearing this, what action would you like our listeners to take? Yeah. So I would love for everyone who's listening to this to think of one older adult in their life who might be a little bit more isolated and lonely right now. And I want you to think of one thing that you could do to help them feel cherished and loved, whether it's to make or make or buy a bright colored card and, and put in an old photo there or um, order them a puzzle or a new book to read online just as a gift um, that they can open or just giving them a call and saying, hey, I just want, I was just thinking of you and just wanted to see how you're doing in all of this. Um, because I think it's so important that we uh, don't forget our vulnerable older adults right now um, because they might be a lot more anxious than we are. And, you know, I think we're all pretty anxious enough about COVID-19. And so um, that's my call to action is to go out and think of one person and just take one action. Put on your grocery list to buy them a card this weekend. I, I, I love, love it. it. So tell us your actions posted in the in the comments, even if it's if you're watching this after the fact and it and you're watching a recorded version, please tell us what you're doing, because I know that it will inspire someone else to do something. So um, tell us a little bit, Jenny, uh, how are you creating hope for the way? Yeah, you know, the way I really work to create hope is partly is by being an example of how it is. Um, how older adults in the world are really undervalued in our in our society. And I almost really feel like I'll take this as my soapbox to say that I actually think the society and US's response to COVID-19 is really valuing our vulnerable and older adults in some ways. And our um, and I think that's a great thing, even if you know part of it's really to to keep tabs on our healthcare system. But um, so what I'm really doing is just trying to be an example for other people of how there's so much um, wisdom and joy and laughter and um, value that our older adults in the world can provide to us if we let them and if we seek it out. Um, and I think it's easy to forget that, but that there's so much like even just asking your your uncle um, for some advice on something that you actually might not know what amazing advice he's going to share. Um, but that, that it's easy to kind of forget of this huge resource that we have. So it's important to keep asking those questions and to keep finding ways to help our um, older loved ones feel really valued and important and supported and be able to give back um, in the ways that they really want to, to future generations. Yeah, wow. I mean, that's very well said. And I'm hopeful that with this COVID, we're realizing that it's a it's critical to empower our older adults to feel a part of society, whether they live in independent living, they live in a skilled nurse, they live in assisted living. We have to remember they are 
people, they've been through some trying times. They have ideas and thoughts on how to get through this. So we have to go back to empowering them to have a voice. And yeah, that's and to contribute. We all want to contribute. We want to feel valued. We want to feel heard and we want to contribute. So, so oh, that's a, that's, that's, awesome. that's a beautiful yeah. thing. You, you are definitely creating hope, Jenny, with that. Yeah. Thank, you Thank you for that. Thank you. And let tell our audience if they have any questions for you or they'd like to connect with you, how can they reach you? Yes. Yeah, so you can um, find me. You can contact me through my website, which is JennyTheCareManager.com. Or you can also reach out to me via email. Um, my company is Graceful Guidance. And my email address is GracefulGuidanceCM at gmail.com. That's great. And all of these will be in the show notes with links and everything. Jenny, thank you so much for your time today. We appreciate you. Keep Thanks for having me, Catherine. Doing. This was really fun. Appreciate it. <laughs> Thanks, Jenny. Have a great day. And thank you, everybody. Have a wonderful Friday and enjoy your, your weekend. Uh, and stay happy, stay healthy, and stay safe. Till next time. <laughs>